everybody, and it's Sunday, and I can't believe the date already. <laughs> we just started November 1st. There's no way we can be on the 14th already. I don't know where these 14 days went, or 13, actually. It's just like, oh my goodness, a blink. We were talking about that when you were kids. It seemed like, you know, it took forever to get through summer vacation. Mm-hmm. You got bored. It's like, time went so slow. And then as we get older, it goes so fast, you blink, and it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, I remember when I was 20, and all of a sudden, now I'm 66. It's like, <laughs> where'd that go? <laughs> I just, it's just really crazy, though, how fast, you know, the holidays are coming around the corner. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, your family, what do they do? Uh, do you have a big traditional get-together? What, all, did everybody go in the going corners and have a drink fest? What do they do? <laughs> yeah, so uh, usually on Thanksgiving, go to my aunt's house and kind of watch football all day and okay. eat some turkey and, you know, have a big dinner on oh, my nice. dad's side of the family. And then around Christmas, uh, yeah, just kind of hang out uh, Christmas Eve, uh, same side of the family, uh-huh. have a little get together. And How many people are involved? Are we talking like 15, 30? Um, I would say around like 15. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. so... Oh, yeah, I used to have some uh, nice gatherings, but all of a sudden when Cassandra grew up and you know, moved away, my daughter, and then um, I bartended for 30 years, and I always, you take, what do you want to call it, the misfits. Mm. You know, the, the they're, they're alcoholics, their families have abandoned them because they're alcoholics, and they had no place to do other than sit in their motel rooms or sit at home and get drunk, okay? So there are some of them that I really befriended, and I, I just, I don't like that word, befriended friended <laughs> but anyway and so i would have the big not joke but would cassandra would say well who's coming that we don't know this year <laughs> <laughs> you know but then you know as i got I got out of the bartending years you know i didn't know as many misfits <laughs> so anyway so but we used to have some nice gifts togethers but now my goodness i look at will will looks at me and like hey eh, another day in the map <laughs> it's just like well whatever so, yeah, I miss those traditionals. I was wondering, I started washing Thursday. I watched, had a marathon. I had a whole bunch of stuff, you know, between laundry, just putsy stuff to do. So I flipped on Christmas movies. Nice. And so I watched, I think, about seven of them. And uh, I just, I love the feeling of the family. You know, the gathering and, you know, yeah, some of them have, you know, don't get along, but, you know, you know as in every Christmas movie, they all hug and kiss at the end. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just, uh, I really like that camaraderie of that that sense of family and such like that. So it's it's pretty interesting. I know it'd be different if the, you know, my grandkids were in the United States. Well, they are <laughs> in uh, Alaska. But, uh, you know, it'd be different because that's what Christmas is all about, is the kids just watching their lateness and just, uh, yeah, I don't know, just believing and stuff like that is pretty cool. So there's a Christmas movie I watched. It's called uh, The... The in-laws, Christmas with the in-laws, and the in-laws was Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. Oh, and so it was. It was really a cute movie. Do you ever watch Cheers? Uh, I know, I know of the show. Okay, but, well, see, yeah. Shelley Long that played one of the waitresses, and then Norm, the one that always drank beer. Mm-hmm. You know, Norm. But anyway, those are, are Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. Okay, and, yeah, it's really just. It's, it was a good pairing. It was really was. But yeah, so now, now from here on out, well, I even watch. I always watch Christmas movies when I'm, you know, kind of hitting the skids. Kind of brings me out of a slump, makes me smile, and it's like, okay, all life is all good again. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see me like in the middle of July or June playing a Christmas movie, what are you watching? Christmas. You know, I'm kind of in a <laughs> funk. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, well, whatever. We'll get through this. So hopefully you guys got some great calls for me today. What I want to talk a little bit about today was uh, trainers. 
you know, trainers are kind of a dime a dozen in uh, in in uh, the Twin Cities area, and there's so many, and it just uh, so I would just how to pick out a good trainer. How do you know if you got a good trainer? How do you know if you need a different trainer? <laughs> but things to look for, and then also just training the dog. There's a lot of people out there that think if I train my dog, I'm gonna take their spirit away. No, we are organizing, so we have uh, everybody lives harmoniously in the house together. Whereas a dog knows what it's expected of them. It's just like. Um, Parents, well, for a better word, that don't parent, you know, they kind of let their kids just run out, you know, here, hither and thither. <laughs> then all of a sudden they're picking their kid up out of jail. <laughs> you know, so the thing is, is not to break the spirit. What it is, is to to help them become, become a better canine companion and live harmony with all. And every dog has a personality, and that's what you're working with. And some trainers can work with some personality dogs, and other trainers can work with other personality dogs. And so you got to find what will be best that you can work with and that your, you and your dog will benefit with. So we'll talk a little bit about training training dogs so but if you got your questions please give them so it's 651-641-1071 that's 651-641-1071 and uh but like i said it just uh, i was kind of awakened as far as out there in the training world and such like that that there's some that don't play nice in the sand or in the sandbox but i just the, the ultimate thing is that you find the right trainer and one of the things that you want to look for is you want to look for a trainer that is willing to answer your questions or dog questions. As I say in my classes, I, I got any, anybody got any dog questions? No husband, wife, or kid questions. Uh, but that's willing to answer your questions, not just of what you're learning in class that night. But, you know, let's say uh, you just have a question of something that's going on at home with the dog. If they're willing, if you can, if they will give you their time. Uh, I, I, another thing is, is that how easy are they to work with? Are they uh, Hitler? It's, it's my way or the highway. And uh, the main thing with training anything, whether it's humans or dogs or whatever, is just plain common sense. If you're feeling uneasy, then either ask the trainer to explain the whys of what they're doing or that. And if you're still, um, you know, on the fence, then find another trainer. Lord knows there's enough of them around here. That's for sure. And uh, but the thing is, is that also a lot of people think that if the, if the trainer doesn't have uh, accredited as far as doesn't have diplomas on the wall and such like that there don't even look don't even look at them uh i'm not one into having reviews uh people read reviews and the reason is is because i could pay people to write glowing reviews of me and i could be a jerk okay i, I the best word is word of mouth when you can actually talk to a person that has used you know uh katie canine or other trainers and such like that or you go the other thing is go sit in on classes that uh every i always welcome people to come in and sit in in my classes and see if they agree with the way i train and how I train and my philosophy and such like that. Because uh, I want you to get the best out of it. Uh, also, another thing is when you're watching a class, uh, uh, is it fun or is it, you know, more, you know, rigid? Uh, is it, uh, is the dogs and the people having fun? Uh, but are they learning something? Um, a, a lot of schools, what happens is they, they stay, 
they may be a six week course, a seven week course, a 10 week course, but it's very redundant for the first couple of weeks. You really don't learn much other than your time is spent. And so that's why with my classes, I'm, I, I gave up the weekly classes for a while for, um, you know, with COVID and just do a one time hour and a half class. And I've been getting, you know, well, how can, what can we learn in an hour and a half? And uh, so the thing is, is this, that it's not training the dog, folks. It's training you. I'm letting the big secret out of the bag with all us dog trainers. We are not a dog trainer. We are a people trainer. <laughs> and my job as a trainer is to get the best from you to relay it to the dog. How I, I understand your dog's personality within about five minutes of meeting them. And I start to get an edge on you and who are you? And then how can I get you two to come together? Okay. Cause everybody is different. Every dog's personality is different. Every human's different. But the bigger thing is, is me getting across to you what you need, how to work with your dog. And, uh, and it doesn't take weeks. I, I, I throw a lot at you on my classes, but what I do do is give you handouts so you don't have to try to remember everything that I, of course, everybody knows I talk kind of fast. <laughs> Uh, and Brian, I don't know if I've mentioned this since you've been here. When I first started the show, uh, I got some emails that said, can you slow down? You talk too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made a mindful commitment to try to do that. Because when I listen to myself, I'm like, boy, that lady talks fast. <laughs> but, and I don't listen to myself very often. I hate the way I sound. But anyway, uh, uh, but I couldn't slow my brain down, my mouth wouldn't work. Oh, it, it just, it wouldn't engage and I was just messing it up. And it's just like a... Uh, well, anyway, so what I just so I just kind of learned you guys just got to listen faster. <laughs> but anyway, so that's why it's not the how many weeks that you have when you know going to classes is what you learn in them. And if it's a fun time and you actually is working, it's working is coming together at home. And then, uh, and like I said, just looking, be using common sense is the main thing. So, okay, we're gonna run the break. Take some of your questions once again. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. How many tails does a Manx cat have? How many tails does a Manx cat have? We'll be back. I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, thanks for staying with the Giddy Canine and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. How many tails does a Manx cat have? Do you have any idea? I'm going to go with two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a Manx is a cat that has no tail. Oh, no tail. Yeah, no tail. I had one oh. show up at my old farm when I used to live in Marie and St. Croix, and I've never seen it. I've heard of them, but I've never seen it. You know, I thought maybe his tail froze off. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. But then as I, because I, you know, dogs and horses, my forte, I, you know, I just pet the cat, but just figured it froze off. But anyway, so then it came, I called him, guess what his name was? What was it? Tail. Tail. Because he didn't <laughs> nice. have a tail. I called yeah. him tail. And anyway, uh, he was a blank. But it, then all of a sudden, I had somebody come out and said, oh, you got a Manx cat. And I'm like, Hello? Oh, that's the main cat. No, okay. See, look at that. Cool. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. All right. So our first caller is Lodi, and she has a question about um, how to deal with putting your dog down. All right. Hey, Lodi, how you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? Well, we have two dogs. Mm -hmm. One of them is about twelve, Cocker Spaniel, and he's getting towards end of life. So mm -hmm. we're going to be making that decision here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, my. Okay. Um, but our other dog is two, and he's never lived without him. Yep. And we're wondering how best to handle that because now he's going to be an only dog for a period of time. Right. And see, what happens a lot of times people don't realize, I'm guessing you got, did you get this two-year-old as a pup? 
Yes, yeah, he was uh, eight weeks old when we got him. Okay, so probably what probably happened here is that he bonded to the existing dog. Yes, uh, and so it's going to be a huge loss. You're not going to notice. You're not even the dog's going to look at you like, "And who the heck are you?" Because he's been yeah. following the other one. So what it basically is going to come down to is re. It's like he's starting all over again. Okay, okay. you can don't go. Oh, there, there. It's okay. You know, we miss him too. No, you're going to have your good and bad days too. You know, as far as you know, with the emptiness in the house. But right. what I would strongly suggest is get into an obedience class. And the reason is, is so that you guys can learn about each other again, because I think he'd been meeting you by through the other dog. The other dog came up, he'd come up, okay? He was more okay. interested in when the other dog probably was, than more so was yourself. Yeah, he'd hang on your lap and, you know, da-da-da. But if the other dog moved, did he move? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're very close. My older dog acts like kind of, he, he was a by himself for 10 years yep. so he's pretty happy to be independent yep. but the younger dog definitely keeps an eye on him and is more comfortable when he's home right, and right. my it's, worry is is that we're going to take the older dog away in the car and he's not going to come home mm-hmm, yeah and but that's okay but, but see, so what you i would do is a two is a two-year-old kettle chain trained yeah, yeah, okay. he's super comfortable. How Good. trained? He's an amazing dog. Okay, that's all going to go backwards. <laughs> okay. So you know, with that loss, he, all of a sudden his mentor is gone. All right. And remember, he's right. he's uh, you are you're not his mentor. That dog is his mentor. All right. Okay. So that's what you've got to redo. You have to reconnect. And so I would not like when you leave, don't leave the dog out of the kennel because he might get into stuff. He's going to go backwards, probably in potty training and mischievous stuff because dogs do more and they mourn loss of others. You know what I mean? As far as their human right. parts, their animal parts, you know, maybe a cat, an iguana, whatever type thing. And so but the thing is, is that what you've got to do is um, uh, don't. Do the there theirs. What you want to do is move them along, teach them a trick, take them for a walk, do happy things together. Okay, and it doesn't have to be for hours. You know, you got okay. five minutes, do something. You got ten minutes, do something. But what your goal here is to rebond with this dog, get that dog to know who you are, and start following your your lead, and instead of him following the other dog's lead. All right. Okay. And see, that's okay. why when people get pups that have existing dogs, and I mean pups, dogs, pups that are under four months old, what they mm-hmm. don't realize if they don't have the pup like tied to the humans in the house where they, you know, they come together and play with the existing dog here and there, but separate walks, separate car rides until the bonding is done. Uh, then okay. when the uh, older existing dog leaves, you're looking at a dog that he doesn't know you and you really don't understand him anymore. Okay. Right. And so that's right. why an obedience class, I would say, would be a must. And then, like, teaching some brain teasers, you know, some tricks, whatever. Just do something, and that will help you also deal with the loss of, of the empty space that the other one's going to leave. That now your direction is, you know, trying to educate this one and building a relationship with this one. You're all okay. both going to have your moments. That's just the way it is, you know. Time right. heals. and But it is, though, is that the time they from the loss, we just learn to fill the void is what okay. it is and that's what you're going to do and that's what you, the other dog but the that dog like i say pay attention don't leave him unattended always use his kennel um and then like when you leave the house leave a radio and or a tv on so there's you know noise in the house too Sure. And so especially with the furnace coming on, the clicking on and off, all of a sudden he can start dwelling and making an issue with something.
something, all right? Okay. Um, right. You might want to, There, it's called Stress Free from springtimeinc.com. It, it kind of takes the edge off or rescue remedy in his water to just kind of just see how he does. But if he seems mm-hmm. kind of anxious, you know, like the first week or two, maybe you might want to just help him a little bit, okay? Okay. So that okay. to just kind of calm down and zen out. And then you right. have to do for the loss too. This is a major loss for you. And so, you know, now you're trying, you're trying to juggle your emotions, the dog's emotions, and it's like, ah, Calgon, right. take me away, <laughs> you know? Now, I don't know if you've made your decision. I don't know if you heard the, you know, pet cremation of in Minnesota. You know, they're, mm-hmm. uh, uh, John's an awesome place. And, you know, they will come out to your place. Or if you do have that, you know, and, and then they will bring them back and cremate them. And then you get them within 24 hours. It's unbelievable. We had considered that, but we um, are choosing to, my parents have a farm and we're choosing to bury him out there nice. um, next to where their dog, where their oh, family nice. dog was. Yep. Because you can, because so, they can just come out because they, I bury mine too. And so mm-hmm. they come out and, and do that for me. And then okay. I just wrap them up in a really nice blanket. Yep. And then my husband <laughs> has the, the dig in the hole. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. And he, so that's yeah. what I do. I buried. I have buried all mine too. You know, if we ever okay. sell the place to somebody who digs up between the two driveways, they're gonna think, "Holy buckets! <laughs> they're gonna be all kinds of bones." <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but I know that's gonna. It's gonna be very, very hard for you, and you're gonna have good days and bad days, and you just you, know, you just keep rolling with the, you know going forward. And this dog okay. can two things can happen. He can be worried about and not want to be with you, or he's gonna be mm-hmm. so anxious he won't leave you alone. Okay? okay, and then that, if he does get that way, then just put him in the kennel, give him time to breathe. You know, like I say, you're gonna be hitting a new beat now without the other one. Okay, right, right. Okay, all right. Well, I'm Thank sorry you that you, you, we all know this day is coming. It hurts like yes. hell, but you know that uh, we wouldn't change a minute without having him. You know, it's unbelievable. Nope. Yep. Nope. It's been a good twelve years. Yes, that's awesome. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Yeah, that's that's the hardest thing is letting go, and that's I've lost so much. The last three years, it's just like I. And the older I'm getting, I'm turning into the biggest mush ball. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm taking it harder than I ever, you know, had did before. You know, I could kind of come back fairly quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be in the toilet for you know maybe a week or two, and I could you know get myself out of it. <laughs> but now I'm just fine. I lost Ethel in April, and that knocked me to the knees. And I still have every once in a while I have trouble with that. So it's just it. It really is. As I get older, I'm just. I'm becoming a blubberhead. <laughs> okay, who's up next? All right, so we have Michelle on the line, and she has a question about potty training. All right, hi, Michelle. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. So what's going on? So I have a one-year-old uh, lab who he's potty. He goes outside and everything, but he seems to have a hard time having a bowel movement. Okay, as far as what do you mean? Um, it takes him quite a long time. He like walks the whole yard. Okay, so he's, he can... okay, he's straining is what he's doing, correct? Yep. Yep, yep, so he's got to walk to walk it out. <laughs> to pretty speak. much, pretty much, yep. Okay, first of all, what food are you feeding? Uh, Purina Pro Plan. Okay, for how long? Um, that's what he's been on since he was a puppy. Okay, I imagine, is it a chicken base? Lamb. Lamb. Every, since the beginning? Yes. Ah, okay. And so that's number one part of your problem. Okay, now okay. The, now, do you give any um, uh, edible, eat, treat, what do you do for treats and such? Um, I actually make him um, pumpkin cookies. Oh, look at you. Such a nice mommy you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you give him anything else to chew on? 
Um, no, just, I mean, he gets treats every now and then, but basically it's just a cookies or rawhides. Okay. Okay. So hold on. We're going to uh, come back and we're going to answer that, okay? How many teeth does an aardvark have? How many teeth does an aardvark have? Be back. All right, we got callers on waste time with hot diggy dog. How many teeth does an aardvark have? Do you know what an aardvark is? I think so. Okay, what is it? Um, it's like a. Doesn't it like live underground or something? Or? No, an aardvark is also known as an anteater. Yeah, with like the little tongue thing. Mm-hmm. And so, how many yeah. teeth does he have? <laughs> I'm gonna say no teeth. Excellent. Ding hey. ding 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 ding. Aardvark has no teeth. Just like the Manx cat has no tail. Hey. You just follow the theme. Okay, here we go. Let's go back to Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Okay, so what's, what happens is that um, you fed this too long, you fed food for too long. The same thing. Okay. Dogs need variety, all right? And so the thing okay. is, because, they, you know, God put them on earth to be the scavengers, to eat everything and anything and never skip a beat, all right? Lucky them, we bring them in the house and we feed them the exact same thing every single solitary day, which causes a lot of digestive disorders as they age. Okay, so I'd strongly recommend, I would uh, I would rotate over into the Nutrisource line, you know, made up in Perm, Minnesota, because they've uh-huh. got so many cool recipes to rotate through, because you want at least four different formulas, maybe do one bag of grain-free, one bag of non-grain-free, one of their great new element that just came out. So there's so many. The more variety you can throw out your dog, the healthier the dog, and that makes for a healthier gut system to you know power it through. All right? So, All right. Like, okay, right now you've been feeding lamb. I would not feed lamb for at least another seven, eight months. You don't want to feed any more lamb. You want to rotate into, like, beef, turkey, uh, venison, uh, blah, 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 turkey, venison, uh, and uh, what, what did I say? Oh, chicken, because you didn't, haven't done chicken. Okay, and so um, like you can maybe let's rotate from from the pro plan to the Nutrisource uh, turkey and brown rice, turkey and rice. Why don't you try rotating into that? That'd be your first rotation. Don't buy 33 pound bags. Buy I like to buy eight pound bags and rotate through them faster is what I like to do, because when you open the bag, it should be fed out within no more than two weeks. It should be fed out. You should be into your next formula. All right. Oh, yep. Okay. And so, because otherwise it starts going, you don't, st- uh, oxygen is the biggest damnation to uh, to um, uh, do- uh, dog food. The minute you open the bag and oxygen get it, no matter how you store it, that oxygen starts degenerating it, whereas making it rancid and stale. And dogs eat according to smellability, not patability. They don't taste uh-huh. their food. They scarf it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so anyway, so, um, so I would rotate into their turkey and rice. And then maybe when you get low on that bag, then rotate in, maybe try one of the element, uh, uh, the rotation of the element series, okay? And then you can come back to maybe beef and rice. And so, but what you're just going to do, you start out with a quarter of the new to three quarters of the old. Because you've been in the same thing for so long, I would wait like four or five days and and then you bump it up to like 50-50. It's going to be slow at first. But then just watch on your, and then the doo-doos will tell you how the rotation is doing. If he starts getting a little bit, you know, sloppy, you know, loose, then you just slow down, maybe do four or five days instead of three, four days. Just kind of do that. And then once they've had the recipe and it comes back, or formula, and it's come back into rotation, just open the bag and feed it. It's only if they've never had it. All right? Okay. Okay. Then the next thing I would do, how, how many pounds is your dog? 
Uh, 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Okay. So another <laughs> thing that I would do is that I would not feed the dry. Uh, I strongly suggest people not to feed dry food dry because dogs scarf the food. They swallow it. They don't chew it. That whole nugget goes into the gut. Now they go over. They just ate a bunch of saltine crackers with all that dry matter. Now they go over and drink a buttload of water because to compensate for all that dry matter. And that all hits the stomach. Okay, and so think of the stomach as like a hammock, a ham do a hammock on uh, axles, and now it's got all that weight and it's stretching those axles. Now, if your dog uh, turns wrong, jumps wrong, whatever, the stomach can flip, and then now your dog is dying. He's dying of bloat. So if you rehydrate the food for him, it's easier on their digestive system. Number one, I think his poops will be he'll be a lot easier for him to poop. I would also add like canned pumpkin. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. for his weight, you can give him a couple tablespoons a day. Okay. If you want to do that, I would uh, nix the rawhide chews because all that is a saturated salt and formaldehyde. So you're not doing his gut system any, any service on that. Okay. And then, um, veggies, all kinds like green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli, throw him a head of broccoli and let him play with it outside for a while or a head of uh, cauliflower, let him play with it for a while. That, those are the kind of things that you want to have the dog chew on. And, and a lot of people, when I say rehydrate the dry food, they said, well, what about his teeth? Dogs don't chew their food. We already discovered they swallow it, <laughs> inhale it. <laughs> and besides that, if dry matter cleaned, cleaned our teeth, we all as humans should be able to eat chocolate chip cookies, not the, the soft ones, but the harder, crisper ones, you know, uh, and never see a dentist in our life. No, dry matter does not clean teeth. All it does is make the gut, it's harder for the gut to break it down and process it. So that's so that's so the first thing you want to do, you know, to get his gut going here and better and is uh, changing the food, rotate into the Nutrisource turkey and rice. You can get it like at uh, Atlas Pet Supply, Pet Evolution, uh, Pet Supply Plus. You know what I mean? You could try those. Okay. 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 And then, um, uh, then so you're going to rotate the food. Then you're going to add canned pumpkin. I would add a probiotic or for sure a digestive enzyme just to help his gut kind of regenerate and move things and absorb things better. If this was my dog. And you can okay. get good probiotics at like Mercola.com, uh, VitalPlanet.com, AnimalEssentials.com. Okay, so there's a lot of places you can get that. And uh, but that's what you just need is you got to change up that diet. But that but the raw high chews, even though yeah, dogs love them. I get it, but it's really hard on their digestive system. I have never given my dogs anything like that. You know, the, you're, okay. you're making great cookies for the dogs. I'm impressed with that. But the whole thing is, is that, uh, like I said, the, you, you've got to change the diet up and, and it has to be a rotation because dogs are meant to be scavengers, to eat many, many different things. And that's what keeps their gut healthy and going. Okay. Uh, okay. It, that's good to know. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It sure does. Thank All you. Right. You bet. Good luck. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, see, a lot of times people, you know, like the pizzles and all that. Oh, my dogs loves them. Well, first of all, you know what a pizzle is? Not familiar with that, no. It is a cow penis. Oh. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. And uh, you remember, dogs like gross stuff. <laughs> and so, of course, they like that. But the thing is, is that it also has carcinogens in it because it's a cow's penis. <laughs> but anyway, and so that's why, folks, you just got to think a little bit. Get Do veggies all kind, frozen, raw. Take a raw carrot give that to the dog. Let him chew on that if you want him to chew on something. You'd be surprised what a lot of dogs like to do is rip apart a head of cauliflower because it stinks. Cauliflower stinks. Oh, yeah. I think it was meant to be a dog toy <laughs> because it stinks. But anyway, so that's what you got. You need to do. You got to help them along here. All right. Who's up next?
All right, so we have Christine on the phone, and uh, she has a dog uh, diagnosed with pre-cushings. Ah, pre-cushings. Hi, Christine. Hi. Hi. What kind of pupper do you got? Okay, I have a Shih Tzu. He's five and a half years old, Mm -hmm. and he was not showing any signs at all. Mm -hmm. And um, over the summer, we were just in for his physical in everything checked out and then I asked my vet I said well can we do some blood work because we haven't done it and I have two Shih Tzus and no children so these are my baby all right you know I'm like you know we haven't done anything can we do it and he's like well he acts perfectly fine so I insisted so we did it his liver values were elevated slightly Mm -hmm. and he said you know we can do a dental in a few months and see if the numbers change so this was over the summer, so in September we did a dental, and um, he was saying, you know, if it was his dog, he'd wait six months, you know, not to worry, because the other doctor that had called me for the results, um, he said, you know, she's very textbooky, you know, and because she had told me it could be Cushing. Mm-hmm. So last week we were at the vet because... Um, he has eye allergies. So we were there, and I said, can we go ahead and do the blood work? So sure enough, it was elevated. The liver. Uh, over the summer, um, like 100 points. Okay. Okay. So then he said we could either wait six months and do that ACTH right. test, yep. or we could do it whenever you want. I said, let's do it tomorrow. So we did it on that Friday. It shows that he is pre-cushing. Um, He's not bad to where he needs the medication. So we started him on melatonin and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, um, but lignin or lignin, the flaxseed. Okay. Flaxseed? Yeah. It's called L-I-G-N-A-N. Okay. And so then um, I started him on that. Well, then I reached out to, I'm calling from Kansas City, so I know of Holistic that that I went to. Okay. So I went there and um, she switched because I feed my uh, Nutrisource. Mm-hmm. So she said, let's go ahead and do, um, you know, are you prepared to go ahead and prepare his meals? And I said, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Dr. Harvey's uh, low carb and um, we're watching the carb um, count. Okay. And she had told me that there was a product called from Cushaways.com, which has uh, the melatonin, lignin, and also a probiotic in it. So I want your opinion, because I really don't know anything about Cushing's other than what I'm learning right now. Right, right. Um, so what else do you know see, that could possibly be another um, supplement I can add? Um, I've read about shiitake mushroom. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm open to whatever you're suggesting. Yeah, medicinal mushrooms are huge in, in both the dog, cat, and the human world. And I've seen it do very, very well things, medicinal mushrooms. So, yeah, definitely add that. Okay. Now, I remember, I'm not a vet, but but there's a, the thing is, is that I've had other callers about Cushing's. And, you know, Dr. Levy, the holistic uh, vet here, strongly recommends uh, from a standard process, they have canine hepatic support, hepatic, uh, hip, whatever, hepatic support, and then canine um, adrenal support. 
Okay. And you can get okay. that for places that they carry. And usually it's, um, I get mine from Sassafras Health Stores up in uh, White Bear Lake. They have a good selection of standard process for the dogs and cats. And so I, I think they do mail out now, too, if I'm not mistaken. But it's called Sassafras okay, and White Bear Lake. But it's called Standard Process Canine Hippic uh, Paddock Support and Canine Adrenal Support. They're two different okay. things. Two different things, okay? And now I was told, and we'll, I'll have to ask, we'll have to revisit this. Because now I was told that if, they, if you suspect Cushing's, that you want more carbs, not less. So that would be something interesting. I'll have to talk to Dr. Jess about, too. Okay. Okay? And because I'm just learning about that, too, because I've had so many people, you know, mention it. And so it's just like, well, I better learn a little bit about this. <laughs> and so, but I was told more carbs is better than, um, uh, you know, for the, yeah, for the, uh, for the, uh, the Cushing's. Also, too, um, okay, can you hold on a sec? I'm getting the, sure. we got to go to break signal. So hold on and let's discuss this more when I get back, okay? Okay. Don't hang up. Okay, what sea creature has three hearts? What sea creature has three hearts? We went from none to three. We'll be back. Up and awkward. All right, thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, let's see. What sea creature has three hearts? Do you have any idea? A beluga whale. Ah, they go an octopus. Octopus. That's my second Octopus has three hearts. Yeah, I learned that a while back because I'm like, holy moly, that's I. That's crazy. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I know it. Okay, let's go back to Michelle. She's been patiently holding. Uh, Christina. Christine. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? <laughs> okay, Christina, with us. Okay, now one thing um, that I would do, because you hate to give supplements and stuff like that unless you know for sure you got it planned, all right? Uh, so um, what I would strongly suggest is that, you know, you're, you're using a vet that's conventional, correct? Correct. Okay, what I would try is that, you know, Dr. Levy that's on my show once a month, she's a, you know, holistic vet. She does over the phone where you can send all, you know, the, all the, the blood work and such like that, you know, to her. Okay. And you can do a consult either on the phone or email, you know, with her. She, she So I would have her look, look over and get her thoughts you know, on that, because, you know, okay. uh, it's out of the conventional world. Just see, you know, but before you start, you know, really digging around with the diet and stuff like that, let's make sure we got a plan and that the plan's going to work for what might be showing there. Because you said the li- there was high liver values and then you did a uh, uh, teeth cleaning and they, they were still, they went up after the teeth cleaning? Um, that, well, we took it the other blood test after it so it was elevated 100 points which i don't know what that means okay but yeah see i would get another set of eyes on this is what i would do i because you know um, a lot of times people don't look into the holistic world whether it's for the humans or for the for their animals unless uh, that the conventional has not been working you know after they tried many many things and so that's why i would go you know get an opinion in the conventional world and i would get a companion in the whole opinion in the holistic world and then you then make your plan and then go from there instead of having your dog be a test pilot let's try this let's try that (laughs) let's try to get a plan is what i'd rather do all right right okay i've met with both the conventional and a holistic okay and so they did they go over your blood work and such um, she went, the holistic went over the blood work because I had all the results sent to her office. Good. She did confirm that, you know, it was pre-Cushing. Okay. So then the only change that she made was the diet 
along with a Chinese uh, medicine that we're going to be starting today. Oh, okay. Okay. So, the, okay, then you did. Okay. I didn't understand that you and did that. to be honest, I have another opinion set up on the 22nd. Of okay. <laughs> Good, Mom. So, That's what us moms do. <laughs> yep. We look for um, information. You, input, input, input. Chance, do you know, because the holistic vet was not um, aware of the shiitake mushroom. Okay. And I had read that it was good for Cushing's. Do you know what the quantity would be safe for an 18-pound Shih Tzu? No, that I don't know what the dose dosages would be. That would be like Dr. Levy. If you go to holistic vet care dot com, you know she she that she's into all that world and can okay, rattle when that right. Her, when is her talk show? Because I'm from Kansas, so I don't really normally listen to your talk show. Oh, okay. I'm every so Sunday. I need to get in the habit of doing that. Yes, I'm okay. every Sunday from four to six in Central Time. Four to six Central Time. Okay, okay. and then um, and then if you go to holistic vet dash uh, care.com that's dr uh-huh. levy up here in the cities and, and like i said she does over the phone and email consults okay and okay. so if you want to check that out but so whoever the holistic they should be able if she's not familiar with the the mushrooms i don't know i'm, I'm kind of really because i know it's become very prevalent the last okay. three four years in the pet world and but okay. now dr levy is really versed on that okay, okay. and so uh but how did you find out about the show um, my brother and his husband live in Minneapolis. They've oh. been there for 25 years. So okay. they've talked very highly of your show. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to make time today. I had my alarm set to call oh or to get on to the show. So. Oh, wow. Thank you. So, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. But, yeah, every Sunday, 4 to 6, uh, Central Time. So, yeah, so feel free. I'm sorry. Okay. Next time when you call in, say you're calling from Kansas so we cannot have you hang on because I got long. So. Okay. Okay, kid. Okay, okay. But right. that's what the I course that I would do, though, is that, yeah, get more input and then and just don't start bombarding this poor kid, you know, with tons of stuff. Get a plan. Right. And then, you know, slowly introduce one thing and see how that does and another thing. We don't want to just come out of air, you know, and bombard. But like I said, I did hear that I thought with Cushing's, it was more carbs and less protein. But I, okay. I like I said, I, I'll have to revisit that. So. Okay. And I will too. So. Okay. Okay. Thank, Thank you so you much so for the much. call, kiddo. Have a great one. All Keep right. me posted, okay? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hopefully she'll share what, you know, share what she learns. That's how we learn. Yeah. That's how I've learned a lot of stuff that, you know, my knowledge of dog, doggyhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay. Who's up next? We'll quick try to start and then we'll get to the other ones after the top of the hour. Yeah. So uh, we have Cindy on the line and she is a dog that swallowed a chicken bone and oh. she was wondering how to. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Cindy, what kind of dog? Oh, oh, hi, Kitty. It's a 12 pound toy poodle. Okay, 12 pounds. And this was like two, three weeks ago. He got up on the counter and he swallowed a, um, I saw it, and I know for sure, and I wasn't, I don't, he, he is able to, he, he knows how to get up on the counter and move a chair over. Oh, my. So, smart dog. So he, um, uh, yeah, he's a very smart dog. So he inhaled the, um, took, it was a drumstick bone. Okay. So no problems pooping, peeing. Um, you know, he seems the same to me. Mm-hmm. My qu- question was, well, the stomach acid, um, break it down. Yeah. Break it down. He or? can. Yeah. If, if, if he didn't chew it, he just, he just swallowed it. He just swallowed it. Oh, wow. Okay. If it really worries you because you said it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Two, maybe three weeks ago. Okay. And if nothing's, you know, if it really is heavy on your mind, what I would do is take him in for an x-ray. 
So you could just make sure that something isn't just laying there. Because, yeah, they do have the capability of their digestive system because that's why, you know, when they eat bones. But see, usually the bones have moisture to them, right? They're not cooked. Cooked bones have no moisture to them. And so that's a different process of, of breaking down. But if you're really worried, what I would do is have an x-ray done just to make sure it's not hung up somewhere and all of a sudden will raise this ugly head. Um, okay. and, and because, but I, if he hasn't shown anything because he swallowed it, he won't have the shards when like when a, a dog, cr- you know, crunches something, it, they become shards where they can tear the throat is going down the, th- the rectum as it's coming out. Or sometimes it creates a log jam of uh, bone parts at the rectum. Okay. And because you haven't had any of that, he just hauled a swallow it whole. Was there some meat on it, or was it just a bone? No, well, um, it was my chicken, so I ate it down to the bone. Oh, I see. Okay, bone. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess that's the only thing that I would do, kiddo. Is that if it really okay. bothers you, just just pay the money to have a, a X ray done just for your peace of mind. Then you can just move okay, on because yeah. you you've been b- bothered by this for you know two to three weeks. You know, so let's well, just. Somebody, a friend of mine just said they have a large poodle, one of those, and that they just um, got into some chicken bones. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, and then they said that it just happened. And then I started thinking, should I? So maybe I will have an x-ray. Yeah, just for your... My, my guess is everything is fine if it's been this long, but we don't know. Okay, kid? Keep me posted okay, on what you then, find. I got it. Okay, and then just a real quick story. Um, no, we got to hold on. I got I to gotta okay. hold on because I got to go to a break. Okay. Okay. Which instrument has 47 strings and seven pedals? We'll be back.